Stick to the script. I'll be your host with the most. Hope everybody had a good weekend. You know what I'm saying? I was being safe out there. You know what I mean? Um, let's get into it, man. I, I wanted to uh do things a little more different this episode. You know what I mean? Um, so I want to talk about the first time I took an edible cookie. It, it was maybe a couple of months ago, and um. People that know me, man, I smoke weed. I haven't smoked weed in like in five years. I think last time I smoked weed was like 2015. 2016, maybe a few months before my daughter was born. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. So I went to my brother's house, you know what I mean? And um he had some edible cookies, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna try the cookies with somebody, it has to be family, somebody I trust. You know what I mean? I trust my brother, you know what I mean? Can't even go on putting no fucking stupid shit in there you know what i mean it's pretty much weed like all right cool um so you know i took one cookie um decided to eat the whole thing and remind you i ain't smoked weed in five years so my body's <laughs> you know what i mean it's been a minute so my body had to readjust the whole smoke of weed or whatever so i ate it so it was good and um i felt nothing I was good, you know what I mean? And um like man, I'll say to myself, like, come on man, like I don't feel anything. Not knowing that some edible cookies, you know, take longer than others to kind of kick in. I didn't know that. I'm just thinking like, you know, once you eat it, you might feel you might feel like a normal high. Whatever, whatever. Man, so I'm sitting there and um talking to my nephew. And he's talking about you know, him opening up a studio and stuff like that. And we talking, I'm drinking my beer. And out of nowhere, man, I feel the cessation. To like, to my foot. All the way up to like my face. Like, I felt like the cessation going all the way up. Like, I felt the highness. I'm like, yo. And my mom, like, trying to like, toughen it out. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, <laughs> I, it'll go away eventually. <laughs> and the highness kept going up. Up, up, uh, to the point where I'm like, oh shit, I feel it. Let me go to the bathroom real quick. No, I, I didn't go to the bathroom the way I went to sit next to my mother, sitting on the couch or whatever. And I'm talking to my mother for maybe like, maybe like five, ten minutes. And I'm saying, like, yo, I, I, I can't do this. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying to myself. So I excuse myself, go to the bathroom, and I'm literally sitting on the toilet. Like, I'm literally sitting on the fucking toilet seat. Like, Yo, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm super high. Alright, so they had like a little um another area in the house with like a little like you know side area. It was couches there. So I'm next to my niece. And I'm sitting there laying back high as shit. And um talking to her for a few minutes or whatever. And I, I lay back it's like Uncle you alright And I was like yo I'm high as shit Man When I told you My niece Was laughing like Ah uncle's high Look at him 
everybody to look in my direction. And at this point, Matt had the Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like in my mind, like where Westbrook had an interviewer, had to put him in check. That's why I had in my mind that moment where he's like, literally said that shit. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. They laughing like hysterical, like they knew what was going to happen. Of course, I'm new to this shit because I never took edible cookies. I'm the type of nigga, you know, smoke my weed, get hot. I got it under control. I didn't understand the whole process of, you know, baking the weed in the cookie and how it enhanced the high and all that other shit. Um, shit's different now. So, as I'm sitting there, laying down, in case I'm like, like, like leaning over a little bit, everything started becoming a little more faint. You know what I mean? So, the teacher got off of me for like, after maybe like two or three minutes. Everybody stopped laughing. Case not everybody, but like, you know what I mean? Just my niece, stuff like that. Family was like laughing a little bit because like they never seen me like that. That way, no, like some good ass shit. So I'm laying back, case may be, and I'm like to the point where like my heart is racing fast. So like, mouth is dry. I got the goddamn cotton mouth in this bitch. And um, so I'm like, yo, what the fuck do I do now? Like, that's what I'm saying to myself, but still trying to be tough. I'm, but I'm like, yo, this shit's fucking me up right now. And um, so I'm laying back, sitting there, or whatever. And I'm sitting there, like, out of nowhere, like, I can't describe the highness. It was kind of like the highness was kind of like almost like I was sleep, but I wasn't sleep. It was like I would close my eyes, but still be up, and I could hear like literally every fucking conversation, right? So what my fan don't realize is that they think I'm knocked the fuck out. So my cousin Jordan, my cousin Jordan came over. I know he, I was already fucking like out of it. And um, he tell like, he like, big age, big age. And I'm sitting like, I hear him talking, but I, I couldn't, I was so high, I couldn't respond to it right away. I'm high as shit right now. My cousin Jordan like, yeah, this nigga out. <laughs> this nigga's out of it. But I couldn't really do anything for the simple fact that I was so fucking high. It was kind of like, I've been drugged or hypnotized, yo. It was almost like some shit like I was fucked up. I'm sitting back. I'm like, yo, I'm high as shit. I'm just going to lay back and let this high literally go away. Because I'm literally hearing every fucking conversation. I hear people say, I got to go. They, they ate the edible cookie and they high as shit. Like my cousin Jarrell and Jordan, they used to because they used to live in California. And, um, they know all about the weed game and the, you know, the good weed and the edible cookies and anything edible. You know what I mean? They know all about that shit. For, so they already experienced that shit. So at this point, it's kind of like it's nothing. So um, I'm sitting. I'm like, yo. At this point, a nigga think he dead. At this point, I'm like, yo. Everything felt like real mercury and cloudy. I'm like, yo, this shit really real or I'm so high right now that I'm fucking dreaming. And um, so I'm sitting in the case, maybe. My brother said, man, just take off your shoes, man, just relax your feet, pray you be. He start laughing, you're like, yo, you know, no one ever see me in that, you no, know, that kind of point, like that kind of condition, see me like that. Usually, I take just the head, they ain't never really phasing me like that. And um, so I'm sitting there, I'm on the couch for like three fucking hours. And um, 
I'm sitting there, felt my phone vibrate. Then my wife was texting me, couldn't respond. So around like 11-ish, so I literally sat on that couch from like, I want to say around 6.37. It's like 11.30 at night. They're sitting there. And I got the energy finally get up. Everybody, hey, he's back. You know what I mean? Just having a good old time. But I still felt the heightens. I'm like, yo, this shit felt weird. It really felt like I wasn't even there. Like I was fucking like, I was high, high. And um, come my brother lived maybe like 30 minutes away from me. So I, I rolled my mother in case maybe because I don't like jerking and driving. And um, I'm in the back seat and literally I'm so fucking hot. I went to sleep for like five minutes and I'm already at the crib. <laughs> it ain't like it was 30 minutes, my nigga. Like that's how fucking high I was, man. Like I was super fucking high. But yeah, that was my edible cookie experience. And people have to realize. This is my first time actually taking an edible cookie. You know what I mean? Never took it before. Usually I had to smoke weed. I smoked the best weed back in the day. You know what I mean? But I never had an edible cookie. And that's... Now why I know when I take it now, which everybody goes through. When I take it now, I know what to expect. So I won't be like, oh shit. I ain't gonna lie. I doubt it. I'm saying like, I know it's gonna be high. But I didn't expect that kind of high. And I kind of, you know reacted different like oh shit i slept on this shit which you never do never sleep on edible cookies especially with some good ass weed okay it's different when you smoking it in the blunt than actually you know mixing it no actually making like a cookie out of it it's two different things man and you know it was a good high man like besides the heart you know pounding fast but i think I, my body was kind of like Yo, what what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? So I wasn't used to it, but yeah, man. That's my little cookie experience. If I ever take it again, now I know what to expect. Now I want not to freak out or but I wouldn't say freak out, call like, oh shit, like I don't be paranoid or nothing like that. Like, like okay, I'm hot. It's a different kind of hot, so you know. But um yeah, man, that 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 whole experience was really crazy. You know what I mean? Like anybody know me know me to not be that kind of person that kind of you know pass out like that or yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but you know happens to the best of us you know what i mean so i'm glad i tried it you know what i'm saying you hear what i mean but anywho that's against the episode man i was just blabbing on about my weed experience which i probably don't give a fuck about but hey man you know it is what it is but i want to talk about a topic that's kind of bugging me and I want to talk about this whole cancel culture bullshit. And um, it's been bugging me because I'm like, what the fuck is a cancel culture? Um, I really feel like this, yo. Let me be real with you. Um, a lot of artists, actors, entertainers, whatever, say a lot of stupid shit all the fucking time, right? But what kills me about people, right? And like, soon as a entertainer, and I say entertainer because I'm talking about artists, actors, whatever. As soon as they say something, it's almost like, oh, we're going to cancel you. Hashtag cancel. Like, all this dumb shit. I'm like, y'all so fucking stupid. Y'all don't realize that y'all might cancel a person for a good two or three days. 
and just forget about the whole situation. You know what I mean? And I feel like what is that? How can you cancel a person? You know what I mean, like for example, for artists make music, right? All right. You know, it might be your favorite rapper, case may be, and um, and he happened to say he or she happened to say some more stupid shit like this dumb shit. You know what I mean? And um, that people don't agree with it. Y'all gonna say and tell me I'm gonna cancel that person and say, you know what? I'm not fucking with his music because regardless of what any motherfucking artist say or a person say, whether it's an actor, any any case may be. I'm, I'm gonna use uh, uh, music for example. Y'all not gonna stop playing the person music if the shit hot, the shit hot. You know what I mean? So I'm like. Cancer culture to me is is fucking whack because it's like y'all trying to control the situation y'all really can't. And um, what I mean by that is like I I agree people should you know understand being honest and speaking your truth even if you're wrong. But it's a time and a place for everything. You feel me? And um. I just feel like, man, people use that cancel culture shit too loosely. Like, like, this shit is kind of corny to me if you ask me. It's like, we're gonna cancel this person because you said something stupid. Like, come on, man. Be real with yourself. Be real. Let's, let's be real, y'all. I'm not really buying to that bullshit. I just think it's something that people wanna say because it's a fucking trend. So everybody doing this whole follow the leader bullshit and. And want to dick ride situation because it's the hot thing right now. But I'm like, you know, if a person already already hot and already established, you're not gonna hurt their pockets, unless these these like like the baby, for example, all these festivals. You know what I mean? It was you know kicking them off these shows. And I get it, you know what I mean? Like, I understand it because it's like they ain't trying to fuck up their brand, which I get it, you know what I mean? But I honestly feel like, you know, the people doing the canceling is not fans of the artists. That makes sense to you, right? Like, for example, like the baby. I know I keep bringing them up, but it's a, it's a violent example. Okay, just say one of these festivals, say, you know what? We're going to toss the baby. Let him know you can't say this, blah, 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 blah. He performed. The people that's canceling the baby is not going to show up at these festivals. Okay, all this canceling bullshit, I'm going to be real with you. It's nothing but a trend. Everything is a trend, trend, trend. Whatever is hot, people going to follow. Uh, you know what I mean? follow the leader that's all they're gonna do man and and i don't really think it's a such thing has cancel culture you know if you feel like it's gonna benefit something ain't gonna benefit nobody i'll go online right now and say cancel culture or cancel this artist the fuck they're gonna do to ain't gonna do shit man it, it, it's not beneficial to anything it's bigger problems I have to worry about, don't worry about canceling a fucking artist or entertainer 
for them saying some dumb ass shit that ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't got to agree with the person or what the fuck they said, but I'm not going to pin my energy at Tom with this old cancel, cancel culture bullshit while I got bigger fish to fry, if that makes sense. Um, see, I'm not I'm not buying this whole bullshit, this whole cancel culture bullshit. I'm not buying into it. I think it's bullshit. I don't really think it's... It does anything, honestly. It, it, it just... It's like high school, man. Everything. It's like high school. It's like high school. Everybody just copy. It's, it's copying each other. Like, like you know, you were high school when you hear the like the most like rumor in school, and that's the whole top of the whole school and all that bull. That's all cancel culture is. It's nothing but a bunch of high school shit, man. Now I mean, oh, everybody copying each other, man. It's like oh, okay. Cancel culture? That's cancel. 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 That's when they copy this person. Cause I just feel like that's what the internet does, man. It, 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 it everything is trendy, man. It's nothing realistic. It's not real. That might be all, all over the place, but I'm I'm being real about it. Like it's nothing real about. It. That's why I said I compared the high school. Everything it, it is copying, bro. One person say something, man. Everybody gonna copy and follow suit. So yeah, the cancer culture says bullshit. If you motherfuckers believe this bullshit, yeah, I really dumb as fuck. Cause I'm gonna be honestly real with you. The cancer culture don't do shit. The only way this shit honestly works if the industry blackballed the artist. That's the only way you can see an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like really, really, really like. I I can't say it. It may be similar to cancer culture, but unless the industry and its labels, you know, decide to blackball the blackball these artists, yo, tweeting and, and, and Instagram cancer culture bullshit, it's not gonna do anything. Look like, for example, Carrie Hilson, right? With the whole thing when she made a song, uh, turn me, I think it was turn me on remix, and she was throwing jabs at Beyonce, right? And Yo, it, it just went left ever since then, and they and she even said it like they blackballed me ever since then. So I'm like, unless the industry is gonna do it, no one in the air in the world got that much power. You feel me? So I think cancel culture shit is bullshit. It's not real. You got little hashtags, ain't gonna do shit. The only way an artist can get affected by this if he or she is being blackballed. By the industry, but as far as y'all hashtag cancer culture, that shit don't work. It's pointless. You could state your opinion or your view on it, but let's stop with the whole hashtag bullshit. That that shit with the hashtag cancer culture, it does nothing. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's bullshit. Now we're gonna talk about blackball by the industry. That's a whole 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 different topic right there now before we continue this episode i have a lost foul interview that I had in the stash that i didn't want to release at first you know what i mean because you know it was talking about some deep shit so i, I decided to interview a person i know named dion and we started talking about some deep shit you know what i mean and, um there was around last year like when the pandemic hit like fresh i recorded this in like march 14 march 15 
so it's over a year and some months old you know what i mean so what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna play that get y'all popcorns ready man because this shit is about to get real in the second i'm telling you so check this out i right, i'm back in the building and like i told y'all before man i got a special guest in the building this shit's about to get real you know what i mean you about to talk about politics the pandemic, the coronavirus, all that shit, man, it's getting really crazy out here. You know what I mean? And um, I got Dion on the phone right now. You know what I mean? So I want to ask you a question real quick. Um, you know, everything's shutting down. They, you know, shit's getting real, and they might start giving us curfew, um, curfews or whatever. My question is, where do we go from here? Because everything's shutting down at this point. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, from sources that I'm getting from people who's like working with the government and the people that's working with the president, right. that it could possibly be martial law. Mm. Um, if y'all listeners, um, if your listeners is not aware of martial law, I will give them a brief summary of it. Yeah, break it down. Y'all could just uh, go and Google it and look look it up. Uh, martial law is. Uh, something that the president has uh, a power and authority to declare to keep him um, per se like to give him the power of dictatorship now dictatorship is more of a powerhouse uh, president well he won't be considered as a president he'll be considered what the Bible called a king and how martial law work is that they wait until probably around about 12 o'clock to uh, 3 o'clock in the morning and then they kick in your doors and uh, they come in your house drag the males um, and the females and the kids out of the house and it depends on how severe they how severe they want to take it and if it's the Bible if it speaks the truth about what it says in the Bible they are going to execute the men and the women they're going to keep as sex slaves. The children are going to be uh, considered, uh, you know, uh, slaves and whatever. They're going to be the ones that working and, you know, keeping the, the economy, uh, you know what I'm saying, booming and everything to keep their the, uh, rich people pocket rich. And with the martial law, they take out, uh, they take your, your civil rights, which is your constitutional rights, and they weigh with them. When they declare martial law, you won't have no rights whatsoever. That shit goes out the window. Okay. So you're saying a lot of stuff right now. And my question to you, you know what I mean, is um, for the people who might listen and be like, how do you know that? How can you assume? What do you say to them people? There's a lot of people out there that might be hearing this and might be like, where you get your information from, where you get your facts from. So, so yeah, just explain more for the people who might not get it. I mean, if people really, really want to know anything, you know, go to Walmart, ask them, um, tell, go to Walmart and tell them that you would like to purchase hand, hand, um, handgun ammunition. Um, the government then stops, Walmart then stops selling them. Um, you have to go to a gun dealership. If you follow the um, the gun sales and the ammo sales, you see you will see that it, it has spiked 
at its highest um, more than 10 years ago. So, evidently, everybody, uh, you know, is gearing up for something. Um, I mean, the coronavirus is just a start to uh, the New World Order. And if people don't know what the New World Order is, well, the New World Order is what they call NWO. These people are the people that believe in Satanism and that they are, uh, that Satan is getting ready to take reign. And what we is talking about is a global um, annihilation um, with the possibility of global enslavement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got your um, you got your key players, and I'm just going to name some, um, which is George Soros. And if people look him up, you'll find out and do your research. You'll find out that he's um, pro uh, Satanism. Uh, satanic. He believed in satanic, uh, such as the all seeing eye, the pyramids, and everything. Um, then you got your, uh, you got David Rockefeller, uh, which he currently passed away, but his kids is picking up. And then you got the Rothschild family, and you got the Bilderberg and the whole nine yards. And you know what I'm saying? It's just the list goes on and on. But what I'm trying to tell people is that these people is the key top players you got pope francis which is the um he's not the antichrist he is the false prophet um i have been told from sources um i don't know if they reliable and they said that barack obama himself is the antichrist now that i really don't know but he kind of fit the role because if uh, people go back and take a look at uh, his medical code um, and um, what is the Obamacare, I think it was, mm. and type in ICD-9 and they'll see that's the medical that Barack Obama himself put in effect that if you don't take this chip, which is called the RFID chip, you know what I'm saying? You will be beheaded. Interesting, you brother Barack Obama. Because my next question will be, how do you feel about people who looked at Barack Obama like he did good for our community, also like he was a god? Which I feel like he wasn't a bad president, but he really couldn't do much because of the power that be. Because, you know, he was black. Let's keep it real for a second. I feel like he played everything to be safe, to be accepted, instead of keeping it real with the people. So yeah, how do you feel about people who put Barack Obama in a higher standard? I feel that those people are my enemies. Um, anybody that doesn't serve the Lord Jesus Christ and serve God is my enemies. I mean, I feel like honestly, every human, especially us as black people, are gods. We have to we have to stick together. You know what I mean? But um, let's get into the coronavirus, which I told you before we record this episode that this shit is a man-made virus, and um, no one can tell me that it's not. I feel like honestly, man, this virus is an agenda. So do you think the powers that be playing this for population control? Or do you think honestly think it's deeper than that? Uh from my sources, uh it's a biological weapon. It was an a biological weapon. Uh used to was supposed to be used to wipe out uh the United States and so other uh, countries. 
um, they end up testing it <clears throat> and um, on somebody just to see the effects of it. Now, what people don't know is that if you made a biological weapon, which such as Corona virus, there is a cure. And see, as far as the biological weapon goes, you know, um, if everybody would just take the chance, time to go back, go through YouTube, um, and and not only YouTube, go through googling stuff, they will see that this was being talked about uh, three to four years ago. That United States is going to eventually have a um, uh, epidemic. You know what I'm saying? That's going to hit and it's going to bring uh, the country and the world to its knees. So within that time frame, they had already planned this ahead of time. So the, the original plan was that when we had the election for Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, right? Mm. Hillary Clinton was supposed to got the chair. Well, stuff started pouring in about Hillary Clinton, whatever, whatever. This is what people don't know. If Hillary Clinton would have gotten the chair, she would declare martial law right then and right there. So, um, then we end up, as years progress, then we end up having Trump have to shut, had the government shut down, correct? Mm. You remember that? That happened, I think it was last year or year before last? Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, what happened was is that they was trying in a process of trying to remove Trump from the chair. Because, see, as long as Trump is in the chair, they can't, um, Trump ain't going to be the one that called a national emergency. Or if he did, it's not going to be martial law. See, they want martial law in order to enslave the human race and to bring about the new world order, which we just discussed that, which is uh, the one world uh, religion, the one world system, the mark of the beast, uh, you name it, everything that's evil. Now, with that being said, they tried to get Trump out of the chair. They did everything that they could to to uh, make Trump to force Trump to call martial law but Trump gave a government shutdown see so when that happened then they came up with these theories of, on Trump about um, him colluding with the Russian uh, uh, abuse of power and all that that's when they had the impeachment trial so they also then they try to get him removed out of the chair you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. So if they could get Trump out of the chair, a Democrat could get in it, and then we would all be in big trouble. Now, uh, before I go any further, I got to tell your listeners that I am a go-hard Democrat. Yes, I do support Trump. Trump is in the, um, he is talked about in the Bible, you know what I'm saying, as being the last president that we would have before the Antichrist show his face. All right, not to cut you off or anything like that, but I do want to tell my listeners, you know what I mean? Just because he a Trump supporter and I'm not, does not mean I won't give him a chance to speak. You know what I mean? Everybody got the right to speak their mind. Now, do I think he's crazy for supporting this dumbass? Fuck yeah, of course. I don't know why, but I'm going to let you speak. Continue on, bro. 
like I said, I don't agree with what Trump is doing, but Trump was put in a chair by God himself. Like I said, if you don't believe me, read the Bible. It, and, and it was a passage, it's a passage, or should I say a scripture that speaks about it. And it said, at the last Trump, the trumpet shall sound and we shall be changed in the blinking of an eye. So people is going to say, well, you know, God wasn't talking about Trump. He was talking about a trumpet. In every scripture, in every passage in the Bible, if God says trumpet, that's what he meant. So he would he wouldn't just say Trump. He would say Trump fit. You feel what I'm saying? But this God said Trump at the last Trump, the trumpet shall sound. Yeah, hold on. Hold on one second. Cause that's some bogus shit right there, bro. You telling me right now you feel like because the Bible said that that it was talking about Donald Trump? Come on, be real here. Uh, it's, explain that more, bro. Cause that, that shit to me is left field. Hey, it's a it's a big possibility because I mean Trump didn't even stand a chance of winning and automatically he won. I mean, I got different views on why I think he won. But that's for a different topic, a different time. Um, how do you feel when people say every black person support Donald Trump is a coon? I feel that they what they need to do is wake their asses up and get a life and pretty much uh, do their research before they pass judgment on somebody. I mean, like I said, once again, there's some stuff that Trump said that I totally disagree with. But I firmly stand behind him because Trump, if it wasn't for Trump, <clears throat> you know, ain't no telling where this world would be in right now. See, Trump is more of a, a gambler. You know what I'm saying? He don't he trying to gamble and give people enough time to get their self their soul right with God. You know, and it goes back to the same thing, like I said about the coronavirus. You know, this is all been pre talked about in the Bible. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? Trump being put in a position that he's in by God. Mm. That man was never supposed to win, but he won. And God knew his people wasn't ready. So Trump is the last call before Jesus say enough is enough. I'm coming back to collect my people. Now, with that being said, when Trump wouldn't bend to do the martial law so the government could take over you know what I'm saying they tried to get him out of the chair just follow everything just have an open mind and follow everything now why is it that the media sat right there they never bad mouth Barack Obama they never bad mouth any other president that we had correct okay they never bad mouthed any other president like they bad mouthed at Trump and that reason is our world system is evolved around Satanism you know what I'm saying and Trump is not going to bend to their ways he's not going to go the way they want him to go that's the reason why Trump um, funded his own campaign Trump is uh, the first president in history to be working as a president and not getting no money He's taking the money that we are supposed to be giving him. It's giving it to a charity. He's not keeping none of that. That's been proven fact. Fact. He's helping the uh, he's helping our army vets, our uh, military vets. He's 
um, helping black kids get to school, white kids get to school, you know. Um, but like I said, that's all good. That's the pros and cons. But but back to what I was saying, Trump would not declare a martial law. So because he won't go the way that they want him to go, they tried to remove him out of chair. So another Democrat could get in there and and uh, cause martial law. And 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 as we and with that would have happened as we know it, everything that that we know would been hell as we speak. So they end up preaching about this um this disease that's supposed to be hitting the world and bringing the world to its knees. Now look at Corona, the coronavirus. Now it's 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 already out. And it's bringing everybody to its knees. Everybody's panicking. Um, I don't think it's as serious as they say it is, because I do know for a fact with every disease when they had created AIDS, and here we go, AIDS was supposed to be in a biological weapon too. People don't know that. You see, and they injected two gay dudes, and well, they, this gay, one gay dude, from what my understanding was, a bis, he was bisexual. So it went from one woman, it went from two gay dudes, to a gay dude, and a bisexual dude to a woman and her kids, and it went forth, so forth, then it got out of hand. Now, here we go. They still have a cure for this. But you have to be a multi-billionaire to, to even access it, to get to it just like the coronavirus it's called depopulation they want to kill off as many people as they possibly can and once these enough significant people dies just like uh, they had what it was called uh, that's not the shingles but something else to start with the S I can't remember that syphilis <clears throat> and syphilis was the number one killing disease way way back and they came up with a vaccine, so as they speak, to uh, come back, come to combat the uh, virus, and they end up finding ways to stop it and kill it. Now, they were supposed to that right there was supposed to have been a biological weapon, and that failed miserably. They depop try to depopulate the world. Now, if you don't believe in depopulation, then you should look up Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestone specifically states that the world, the, the sustainable, efficient amount of human beings supposed to be on this world is less than a million. And you know what's crazy about that? I told somebody the same exact thing, that this coronavirus is an agenda because the world is overpopulated and you're trying to get rid of people as much as possible. And when they do, then that's mysteriously they're going to come out with a virus you know what I'm saying and uh, you know and and I mean they're mysteriously going to come up with a vaccine and they're going to be the savior to get everybody to start to believe in the government see when we started when Trump and Hillary Clinton had the, had that war between each other and then everybody started splitting off and it, been, it was a half a, you know splitting in half this group over here support Donald Trump this group over here support the Democrats and they were supposed to collide well, when that didn't happen, they needed a a, a virus that would that would uh, bring 
people to their knees because the people start waking up in massive and started to turn on the government. So what they did, they introduced the coronavirus into the world. You see what I'm saying? Into the world to get people mind off of the government to focus more on the coronavirus then to get back on the people's good terms so they won't be expecting nothing oh they must mysteriously come up with a cure now everybody's going back depending on the government again the government is winning the people over now check this out if that do not happen and the coronavirus don't do like it's supposed to do and people start waking the fuck up even more they're going to have to do something and martial law is their last call when martial law happens like i said your rights who you are goes out the window um martial law is also stated to say that the 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 military could come into your house literally, literally, i mean um forcefully kicking your door and take you off to these um prison camps and hold you there indefinitely without trial if they see fit now tell me ain't something wrong with that picture you're supposed to be found guilty to go to prison or to these camps but you don't have if the military look at you and say well uh or knowledge i consider you as a threat but you could be the most mentally retarded handicapped handicapped person in the world and you don't know shit and and, and you know what I'm saying you just all fucked up they could put you in a FEMA camp and um and imprison you for the rest of your life without trial they got the right when martial they got right the right when martial laws be declared to drag you out your house and shoot you in your head hold and it ain't on, shit on, the hold government on, hold on hold on bro hold that thought hold that thought right there because now you taking that shit to a different, different, different level. You know what I mean? So what we're going to do, we're going to come back next episode or whatever in the future. We're going to break that down more because we get a point right now, man. We can't get really too deep on that because this shit could be another hour just talking about this alone. So, um, oh, shit, I took his phone. Cut off. See what I'm saying, man? The power that be heard that shit. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. They heard that shit. It's like, nah, we got to cut this short. But it's cool. Hopefully, he come back to the podcast soon. And we're going to discuss more of that. You know what I mean? But it was a lot to chew up at this moment. So, I feel like, let me cut a little short. And um, appreciate Dion for stopping by the podcast or whatever. Um, We definitely going to touch on this shit a little bit more in the future. Definitely. Hey y'all, what up? It's Jess Hilarious and I'm here to tell y'all that I'm launching my podcast, Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'm going to be telling y'all all my business. I got into a fight with his oldest daughter's mother because it had got back to her that I said that her daughter didn't have any eyebrows. I did say this, but I wasn't saying she was ugly. And telling y'all other people's business too. Now it's a rumor that he has contracts with these women. It ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Well, I I hope he is no longer your husband. Okay, she did say ex-husband. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships, from child support to stimulus checks, 
Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you, but they do make for a real good conversation. <laughs> In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human crazy and we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Yeah, I think I know this b- No, she don't work for FedEx. She worked at Olive Garden as a bartender. Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time. So I want to talk about this DDG guy. Um, The only reason I might know about him is because um, he's a YouTuber. I know him and another YouTuber named Pretty Boy Fredo got into it. You know what I mean? And DDG made this, this stupid ass song too. I feel like Michael Jackson. Oh, walking through the Calabasas. Louis Bag got a hold the ratchet. Just in case the nigga wants some action. Mmm. That's a means, but it's just a fraction. Spending money for my satisfaction. And I only call it stupid because people know how I feel. Anybody know me can tell you how I feel about successful YouTubers trying to be rappers. And the same goes for reality stars doing music i really feel like you know that's not child lane y'all doing that because either you're a successful youtuber or a successful reality star and you feel like oh okay i want to do it because i can do it not because you're talented but that's a different story but anyway he had made this tweet um august 13th and um it was some fuck shit because I really feel like I hate motherfuckers who, who think like this. I'm going to break it down to you. I'm going to read it for you. He tweet at 3.10 p.m. August 13. If you broke, it's 100% your fault. Making money is easier than ever these days. You're just lazy as fuck and too comfortable. All right. Here's my problem with that, all right? Um, it's always the motherfuckers who got it. Always want to talk shit about how other people can't get it or they lazy and not getting it. You do realize, right, bro? That last year, it was a pandemic. You know the coronavirus COVID a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people had a hard time making money paying their rent paying groceries in the house it was tough out there for a lot of people and um I get it it's a lot of motherfuckers out there who just lazy as fuck and I, I, I get that part but I'm not talking about them you making this feel like everybody that's broke you know what I mean wants to be broke I'm gonna be real. Even the motherfuckers who lazy as fuck don't want to be broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, and what I mean is different kind of lazy. For instance, like, it's motherfuckers out there who just don't want to work at all. But they might go on the block or, or case maybe, you know, get the hustle on. I don't agree with it. But I mean, at the same time, same token, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? And, um, you can't say because you broke is 100% your fault. I don't agree with that. I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with that. Because in certain situations, 
that it's not your fault. I seen motherfuckers with degrees struggle to get jobs. You know what I mean? I seen people who actually with the school bust the ass struggle to get jobs. It's only way it's your fault if you're broke if you don't apply yourself. Maybe you should have worded that tweet a little bit more better. But I hate motherfuckers like him because you could have been more what's the word I'm looking for more real about your tweet how about you show motherfucker the blueprint of how if you if you really think it's easy to make money it's easier than it has ever been if it's that fucking easy bro everybody be everybody right now be making money or the same amount that you make so you can't sit here and tell me making money easier than, than it's ever been that, that that's it's fucking not realistic bro you sound stupid as shit you know what i mean because if it was that fucking easy bro you think motherfuckers who are broke and don't got like that you think they won't find a way to get that shit like explain how it was easy bro you give a half-ass tweet explain how it's easier than it's ever been give the blueprint to people if you're not being helpful with the situation why tweet this shit this is why I mean that sometimes the wrong people, the wrong people, is always successful. It's the wrong motherfucker. Because certain the reason why I disagree because it wasn't what he said, it's how he said it. You got a word when you say shit, word your shit right where it makes sense. Don't make it seem like every motherfucker is broke because they want to be broke. You know what I mean? You got single mothers out here with kids. You know, last year lost a job because of a pandemic. Had to fly, uh, had to file for unemployment because you know what I mean. They couldn't pay their rent or put food on the fucking table. They lost their job. It's not hundred percent. That's not. That's not because a person being broke is not hundred percent their fault, unless they fuck up the bag for themselves. That's different. But everybody that's broke don't want to be broke. It's not everybody out here. It's like, oh, I want to be broke because it's fun. No one wants to be broke. Even the lazy motherfuckers don't want to be broke. And it's funny because it's like, out of anybody who's talking shit, like, I'm pretty sure at one point in your life, before you became a successful YouTuber and uh, I don't know, successful rap, I won't go that far. You struggle at one point in your life. And so you can't hear and knock other people because you in a situation where your bag is good that you want to doubt everybody else. Doesn't work that way. That's not realistic, bro. Real life happened out here, man. It's certain situations that happens that people can't control. You can't fault everybody for that shit, man. The only way you can fault people is the people who had an opportunity and decide to fuck it up for themselves. You know what I mean? Let's be real. Who don't love making money? I don't care if you're lazy, bum ass nigga. Everybody like making money. But everybody like to make easy money. That's the difference. Nobody wants to work hard to make money. Or certain people anyway. 
I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree with him what he's saying, but he just sound like a spoiled ass brat. You know what I'm saying? That came from humble beginnings, got successful, and forgot his weight. Forgot who he is. That's not realistic, bro. You're young. You don't get it. A pandemic literally happened a year ago, bro. And people lost fucking jobs for this shit, man. You know what I mean? Something that wasn't in the, the goddamn control. People who had businesses had to shut down because of a pandemic. That's not being lazy or being too comfortable or if you're broke, it's 100% your fault. That, no, bro. How the fuck is making money is easier, easier than it's ever been in the whole out of all these years now it's easy to make money if want to be real with you i think it's more harder now to make money why because even the pandemic is somewhat slowly going away it's still here and it might be a possibility there might be another shutdown again we don't know because it's the whole delta shit so we don't know it may be easy for you but for me for example right i do this podcast right I not only record the podcast, but I edit the podcast. I put the podcast out. I promote it. I don't pay people to do my own work. So if it was that easier to make money, then I'd be making money right now off this shit. But I don't make money on this podcast. I do it for the love of it. You know what I mean? And you don't realize that when people do certain certain things, is that you still have to worry about getting people to listen to your stuff to believe in your product to believe in your craft that shit is harder itself it's easy for him he has that platform but the motherfuckers like me you know what i mean who trying to get out there is going to be a lot more harder because people attention span is a lot more shorter than it was when i was coming up when i was coming up and me and my boy jay millie was doing grind radio it was way more easier. Why? Because people attention span wasn't so low. You know what I mean? Like people actually want to hear this thing. You know what I'm saying? When I was in high school, when I was like a young adult, YouTube was a new thing. No one knew what YouTube was. Anything that you do on YouTube or on the internet was like it would grab people attention a lot more quicker than it does now. It doesn't grab people attention when you're like a local motherfucker like me because everybody doing the same exact shit. So it's a lot harder to get people attention. It's a lot harder to, you know, get fan and create a fan base. It's hard. So no, it's not that easy, bro. It was that fucking easy right now. Nigga, I am making a whole lot of fucking money with that easy right now. No. So what you're saying is irrelevant and what you're saying is stupid as fuck. And this one mean when you get dumbasses power, they feel like they can say anything they fucking want because they're comfortable. Because but once a motherfucker get money, get comfortable, and they got success, they feel like they can bash everybody else. No, bro, it's motherfuckers out who trying their best, bro. That go way harder than you going right now in your career. And what I mean by that is that some rap, no rappers, YouTubers. They still grind as hard, but they might not go as hard 
when they first came out. Like when you first started YouTube, you're going hard. You're in your video, you're passionate, you're promoting it. But when you get to the point where you got like a million subscribers and all that other shit, it's kind of like, all right, well, I can film it. You know what I mean? I could drop once a week. I got an editor. I can say I can do anything. People buy into my, 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 you know, my YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Easy for you to say that shit than the motherfucker like me who has to constantly, constantly go hard. And sometimes shit becomes stressful. No reason why I go hard because this podcast is therapy for me. So no, DDG, whatever the fuck your name is. Um, you're 100% wrong. Anybody that's broke in this world, unless you're a lazy bomb nigga that don't want to make money, that's different. But you can't pick everybody in that category. Not everybody want to walk around and be broke. It's not everybody's fault, bro, that they broke. Situation happens, people struggle. It's real out here, bro. So all you rich motherfuckers that got money, stop talking about middle class or or, or poor people who don't got like that. Stop talking about their problems like you actually got, like, like, like you in that situation. No. No. How about you create a platform? Alright, this you wanna talk all this stupid shit. How about you create a platform and show these motherfuckers who wanna be a YouTuber or artist or a podcast or whatever the case may be. Give them a platform and show them how you got there. Show them what the pros and cons of doing this shit. How about you be more helpful instead of being a fucking bitch ass nigga that wanna act like because they're not making money is because they don't want to make money no man you got motherfuckers who don't give a fuck about anything i get that part but you got people out here bro who really really try hard man this shit is really hard so the shit you're saying right now bro it is stupid to me and i don't agree with it and this is my problem with celebrities they feel like because they got money they can say anything man and i always tell people it's easier to state your opinion when you're at the top of the mountain to motherfuckers at the bottom. When you're at the bottom, you're looking at motherfuckers like him. You're looking at him like, bro, at one point at your life, you telling me you was at the bottom at one point in your life? Niggas make it seem like they've been on the top of the mountain all their fucking lives. Like, give people you know, advice, bro. Help people out. Like, I don't know your, your platform to judge you, but I'm just judging off this goddamn tweet. And I feel like it is stupid, bro. Like, if money was that fucking easy, bro, trust me, it'd be a lot more rich people than broke people. You know what I mean? So, no, it's not that easy. Easy for you, you got a platform. And um, people like your content. Your kids like your shit. So, I mean, I ain't knocking your success, but you can't, you can't dare say because a person who's broke is 100% they fault. Especially it's a lot of motherfuckers out here who not responsible for being broke, especially during this COVID shit. Situation happens, people lose job, jobs. People have a hard time bouncing back from that shit. So you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Do your research, understand that shit, you know what I'm saying? And then tweet some real shit. Don't tweet no ignorance to the motherfuckers who actually going through the struggle. But you feel like you say what you want to say because you hot right now. You got the platform. I hate motherfuckers like that, man. Give advice to people. I ain't say you got to put your money out and, and, and help people out. I'm not saying that. I'm saying create a platform where 
you could tell people, hey, if I did that, no, you could do it. He might be trying to, he was maybe trying to say that, but I, I just seem like he was being a cocky little motherfucker. It felt like, you know what? It's y'all fault y'all ain't got no money. It's y'all fault y'all broke. Y'all too lazy and too comfortable. Nah, nigga. That's not 100% true, man. Like I said, man, celebrities should shut the fuck up, man, because they don't know everything, bro. So you can assume that shit. It's like last week episode. I was going in on, on whack 100 and this 6ix9ine bullshit, which I'm not going to talk about. You know, more of it because it's more bullshit. You know what I'm saying? With the Jim Jones and Mace. It just uh, whack this, this going in on every fucking bite at this point. Um, But so Meat Mill tweeted something and um i want to talk about that real quick and um it's funny he tweet this well it's not funny but i i, I see where meat mill coming from now i agree um he said whack 100 trying to keep that stupid mind frame intact to control and influence the younger gains he need protection from and to use let's have a real gangster meeting in a private in private with Farrakhan and other strong black men and speak as men and stop embarrassing ourselves and no, I like meat milk sometimes meat milk is just some off the wall shit but you know I fuck with meat milk um I agree man 100% Greek I really feel like what WAC 100 is doing right now is fucking corny um it's, I've been saying that shit. It's a fucking. It's all for clout, man. It's all really for clout. And like, you want to speak on this gang shit and speak on this dumb shit. You know what I mean? And um, your message to my white one hundred. His message is coming off the wrong way. Now I agree, man. All the real gangsters get together, kind of like with the um whole east and west situation when they had um i think farrakhan was there and think it was chicago and i think that's when ice cube and commas quad state beef it was like a real understanding have that same exact shit because what you fail to realize is that you doing this shit on clubhouse talking all this stupid shit and saying that man is making this look more bad every single fucking time and Wack 100 know what he's doing. He's, he's not stupid. He know what he's doing. He even said in the 69 interview. He literally sat there and said that we do all the good shit. The internet don't care about that shit. The internet can really get two fucks about all the good shit you do. But we do bad shit and ratchet shit and stupid shit. I'm just paraphrasing the situation. When we do bad shit, it gets people attention. So that's exactly what Wack is doing. Wack no saying this shit gets people attention. You too fucking old for that shit, bro. You too old for that shit. Like I said, you sitting with 6ix9ine for the interview was fucking pointless. You were trying to be relevant. You wanted people to keep your name. You want people to keep your name in their mouth. That's why you did this shit in the first place. It didn't make sense to me, man. So I, I agree with Meat Mill, man. Like, on some real bullshit, man. Like, had that conversation behind closed doors, especially with the younger niggas, 
that might be in that lifestyle in the industry you know what i mean that's making music but still have one foot in the industry and one foot in the streets not everything should be publicized now i mean not everything should be out there for everybody to hear know what i mean so shit's just stupid to me man just like whack like i said whack know what the fuck he doing man like i said man niggas too old for that shit yo you gotta grow up at some point all that clout chasing as an old ass nigga shit coin to me bro but um yeah fuck all that shit um but i'm gonna keep this one a little brief because this is talking about this shit last episode cassidy dropped another this track uh against tory lanes and that shit was like seven minutes long and the first one was bad i'm not gonna torture you guys and play this one i only heard half this shit and like i said last episode cassie's not a bad rapper but he still sounds like he's stuck in 06 he don't really have a flow it's more like punchline than metal force <laughs> you know what i mean it's nothing like it's like yeah you know how i do it's like help me help me Nigga. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> <laughs> I can't, you know what i mean bro you got the same flow that's not creative man it, it's really fucking boring to be real with you and i feel like at this point cassie what's your point bro the only motherfucker that think this shit actually hot is the actual Cassidy fans who think this nigga's still hot. And I'm not and I'm not even the biggest Tory Lane fan. Like I, I like some of his music, but I'm like a, a diehard Tory Lane's fan. I just felt like Tory Lane's won that first round because even though the whole song wasn't based on Cassidy, just a few of them bars towards the end did better than cassie first this this one right here i just felt like no one gonna sit here for seven minutes hearing you this and tory lane for seven minutes on some dumb shit bro like well it's pointless my nigga make a hit song my nigga you haven't made a hit song since hotel and fucking uh i'm a hustler that's been like damn near almost 10 years bro or close to it. Yeah, about the end of the two years, bro. 10, 12, something like that. So you over here making these seven minute songs about Tory Lane taking your rhymes and all this other dumbass shit. No one gives a fuck, bro, besides your stupid ass fans, my nigga. And I never say Cassie can't rap, man. Cassie can rap. But Cassie one of the rappers, bro. He's got one flow. And all he ever does in every fucking song has punchline and metaphors. Do something different, my nigga. Nothing creative with that shit, man. It's boring. It's fucking boring. I don't give a fuck about these Cassie fans being these fucking feelings. I don't care about none of that shit. This shit was fucking trash. Oh, only why I say this shit is trash because Cassie. What's the point? You drop a, a, a diss track about Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez made a song and met you like in a couple of bars and that was it. You come back with a seven minute diss track for what? Because you want to feel relevant. I'm going to call it how I see it. 
You're trying to milk Tory Lane's name to get you hot again. That's all it is. Like, come on, man. This is why these young niggas be like, oh, these old heads, man. Old heads, this old heads, that. These old heads over here, man. They trying to be young. This is why they say that shit, bro. Because stupid shit like that, man. For what? For what? Tory Lane ain't no battle rapper, my nigga. And then we did this you, my nigga. It wasn't a full diss, my dude. He literally like made a song and diss you in a couple of bars. And no couple of bars he diss you in sounded way better than that fucking diss track you put out. The first one. The second one, I'm not going to play that shit. That shit horrible. And not because Cassie can't rap. I just felt like Cassie, one of the rappers, is like, they have a couple of good lines. And there are a lot more bad ones. And the flow was, they hit the same as that flow, bro. And it's like, all right, bro, it's not old sick. And when it worked, when I was coming up and like around them, like early, early 2000s, that shit would have worked. Because that was the style back then. It's not going to work now. It's not going to work. Um, I like rapper like Cash. I look at like Royce the Five Nine, right? Well, he, he's older, but he got a lot more better. He got way better. Not saying Royce the Five Nine was bad back then, but he elevate his rhyme scheme, his flow. He elevate. And um, Cash Lee, man, Cash to me, bro, I just felt like he never ever, like, he never, like, elevate his flow. He stood in, his, in the middle. Like, he never, like, gotten better. To be honest, nigga got worse. Only motherfuckers you really think Cassie is like saying some shit is the Cassie fans, bro. He's not really saying nothing. The, the lines are cheesy. It's corny as hell. It's outdated. It's like, nah, man. I just think Tory Lanez is winning the battle for the simple fact that I'm going to tell you why he's winning. It's not because the, the, the few bars he had against Cassie. The reason why Tory Lanez is winning is for the simple fact that he got Cassie in his feelings. Because it's it, it no legit reason why you want to drop a second this song about something you already talked about in the first song. Okay, he stole, he stole a couple of your bars. Okay. Who would he fucking do? So you got to make a seven minute track about this all over again? Like, come on, bro. Like, Niggas is crazy, man. These Cassie fans, these fucking YouTube chats, man. Y'all smoking hella dick right now. If y'all believe that anything Cassie's saying today is hot, it's really not. It's really not, bro. Y'all fucking tread being for real. But now, nah, I ain't digging it. Cassie, let it go, bro. Let it go, man. Let it go. Just make the music with your fans or whatever the case may be. Let it go, man. I haven't pumped Cassie shit since his first album in his mixtape days other than that bro that shit don't sell now bro that shit you doing now man is outdated i hate to say it, but you stood you stood in one lane bro and it's like it's boring you have no flow with this punchline metaphors punchline metaphors it's like come on man that shit got boring after a while so yeah i just think cassie playing himself at this point man what are you trying to prove? You know what I mean? You trying to get clout off the shit? Okay, it's not working. 
I mean, yeah, the shade room might have posted your song, but I mean, no one's in 2021 like, yeah, I can't wait to catch you drops a new heat. No. Only your fans saying that shit, man. Ain't nobody looking forward to no Cassidy in 2021, bro. I'm damn sure ain't. Maybe it's older shit, yeah. Here's this some of this new shit he dropping, bro. It ain't it, bro. And he, what he doing is this mad corny, man. Get over this shit. Man, you doing some old Joe Button music shit. Dropping fucking seven minute, eight minute tracks, man. Like, come on, bro. Niggas barely make fucking two minute songs, bro. My bad, they make two minute songs. They barely make three minute songs. You'd be surprised if niggas even make four minute songs nowadays. Who did a nigga gonna really sit here and listen to a seven minute diss track towards Tory Lanez? <sighs> niggas crazy, bro. Niggas mad crazy. I know a lot of people wanted me to talk about this um, Nicki Minaj and the husband situation. And, um,. Here's my thing on it, bro. And I'm gonna be real brief on it before I get up out of here. Um, we gotta realize this, man. Let me be real with you. Well, you married, right? Okay. Regardless if your husband is wrong or right, you got females like Nikki's gonna ride for their husband, regardless. The situation that happened, it happened around like, I think it's happened around 1994, I believe. And um, I could be wrong. Um, That's what I heard. And what people fail to realize is that, um, look, I don't place no judge on nobody. You know what I mean? Like, what he did, I mean, for why I'm here, I don't fuck with it. So don't act like I'm riding for this nigga while I because I don't. Um, but I do understand a husband, I mean, I mean, a wife, you know, protecting the husband. I totally get it. The, 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 the victim said that, you know, Nicki Minaj, now her crew kept harassing her. I think we're trying to offer her like, did like 20 grand for like hush money or some shit like that. And, um, I ain't saying the victim is wrong. What I'm saying is that. When you marry to somebody and you know they wrong, you still gonna ride for your husband or wife. Well, girl, you're gonna ride. And that doesn't make it right. I'm not sitting there saying that it makes it 100% right. It's just that, you know, Nikki sees the good in this dude. You know what I mean? She knew him most of our childhood. You know what I mean? So she might see something in him that the rest of the world don't see because. She know this dude And You know I'm, I, I'm not sitting here Placing judgment nobody I'm not gonna say Be like Oh he's right I ain't like Most of these podcasters Man that be acting like They gotta take their opinion About every fucking thing I'm like this Okay And it's it not about me Saying this because I'm afraid of the bar I get two fucks About the barbs Be real They don't terrify me Um I just really feel like Man at the end of the day, man, that's their business, you know. Um, I really feel like, you know, hey, man, what Nicki Minaj, but what Nicki Minaj did, I don't think it was a smart move. Cause the simple fact that you're trying to offer a hush money 
somebody said that, that Nikki even offered like 500k. That's why I'm here. I don't know if that's real. And she turned that down. So that right there tells you right there. When the victim is turning down your money, this shit is real. And um, you know, I can't really fault Nikki for round for her husband. That's her husband. You know what I mean? I mean, she, I mean, you got a kid with this man, you married to him. She's gonna be loyal to him until she can't be loyal no more. So I can't knock her for that, but you know, the situation, you know what I mean, it, it, it's not looking good. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna keep it brief with this because, like, it's so much layers with this shit. And I ain't really did 100% of my research on this case, just, you know, bits and parts of it. Um, all I can say is, man, like, hey, that's who Nikki love. That's who she gonna ride with. Um, she was trying to do what's best for her and her family to protect her husband. You know what I mean? She wanted to protect them. That's why she, you know, rumor was, or the, the victim said they offer her hush money and she ain't take it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not looking good for the husband, but I can understand why Nikki did it. You know, she's riding with her husband. She's trying to protect her husband. And, you know, even though it didn't work, you know what I mean? No one really fought Nikki for riding with her man. I mean, <laughs> hey, man. But like I said before, like, and I've been saying this about people. Nikki can ride for a man all she want. But the nigga guilty, he's guilty. Ain't enough hush money in the world. That's gonna find this man not guilty. If he's guilty, he's guilty. And um, that's something he has to live with. And no, uh, not give props to Nikki for round for a dude. I mean, you know, anybody who who was married to a person, husband or wife, want them to rob for them. I mean, rob for them like just stand by the side. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just stand by the side, and you know, just be there for him. You know what I mean? I can't talk from the outside looking in because I don't know this nigga. You know what I mean? That's like, and that was me and my wife for his name, but when I did some crazy shit, right? My wife sees the good in me, so she's gonna ride with me because she know what the world don't see, she sees. So I get that part of it. But it's like, you know, the only person he has to, he has to deal with is God himself and the victim. The victim know what happened. I'm not one of them dudes like, well, she could be lying for money. I ain't true because she got all for money for hush money. And she still didn't take that shit. So obviously, it's some truth behind this shit. And um, that's something you got to deal with, man. You got to deal with that shit, yo. And um, I know Nikki love him. I know Nikki, you know, got a baby by him and stuff like that. But. It's gonna get to a point where she might get burned out. It might get to a point where she might be like, you know, well, I don't know if I can deal with this shit. Because at the end of the day, you can love somebody, but if it gets to the point where it might hurt your brand, <sighs> you gotta think about that shit. Like if I did some crazy shit and my wife was successful and I was guilty of that shit, as a man, 
I would step away because I don't want to hurt anything that my wife is doing brand-wise. That's just me, though. And I think Nikki gets to the point where she's going to be like, look, I could be wrong with that. I'm just assuming. But I know, look at Nikki's career, she ain't going to nobody fuck up a brand. And, you know, shit might get ugly real quick, so I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I ain't done my full research on it. But I, I understand riding for your man. You know what I'm saying? I can understand a, a woman doing that. You know what I mean? Rather it's stupid or not, I can understand it. Um, but as far as Nikki, how long will Nikki stay in it? Only time can tell. She might get burned out from it. Who knows? If it comes to a point where might fuck up her brand, then, you know, it might get to a point she might step away from it. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But, hey, that ain't none of my business. You know what I mean? I'm just reading what I'm seeing online. Hey. I don't judge nobody right they wrong or right. They got to deal with that shit with God. You know what I mean? So, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, I pray for the victim. You know what I mean? That she got healing. I pray for the victim that she found peace. Because, you know, I would never say it until a person lying about something. That... 100% probably that probably happened I wasn't there but from the looks of it her turning down the money all the other shit this shit sound like yo I don't she don't give a fuck about the money you know what I mean cause a lot of people who do this shit to try, try to, uh, nah. it's not all women but it's some women out there who do this shit to get money and she proved that I don't need the fucking money I'm telling y'all the truth so you know more power to her, man. Victims like that hope they found peace. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, I'm not here to play judge on that man. He gotta deal with it. He gotta deal with that. He has to deal with. Like my mama always told me, man. You can't run from all your problems. Sometimes you gotta face that shit. And um, hey, face it, man. What will come what it comes with it. You know what I mean? But like I said, I don't judge nobody. Right, they wrong or right. I don't place no judgment on nobody. Um, but right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't care if it's 20 years ago, 30 years ago, last night, wrong is wrong, right is right. And um, you know. Hey, anyway, anyway. Um, I'm gonna go about it here. I just been blabbing on this whole episode, but you know. Just want to keep it real, keep it honest, you know. Um, all that good shit. Thank you guys for tuning in for episode 19. Um, I'm trying to get better and better every episode, you know. And um, I appreciate you guys supporting. I appreciate you guys checking me out. Um, I love doing this. To me, it's therapy. Um. There's been times where I've been depressed, you know what I mean? And I feel like for my, my mental health, I feel like doing this podcast, it, it helps me to release my demons. It helped me to, you know, know that I don't need a therapist to talk to. I can get my laptop, get my microphone, and I can just talk and talk and talk, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, definitely a blessing that I find healing in something, you know what I mean? And um, so yeah, man, I might get up out of here. See you guys next week. Until then, I'm about this bitch, baby. Let's go.